Welcome, Sacred Disruptor, to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, modern medicine priestess, golden age business mentor, and marketing muse for spiritual entrepreneurs. In this sacred temple, we explore what it means to embark on your spiritual journey towards sovereign embodiment, multidimensional leadership, and social justice while honoring a business of integrity. Gathered here are some of the world's leading mentors, healers, and revolutionists alike as they share activating codes of guidance and transmissions of wisdom that will empower you to thrive. As a sovereign leader, you are here, embodied in your truth and on your evolutionary mission to answer the call, move the masses, and activate your legacy for the generations to come. You are here to unleash your medicine. Welcome home. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, and let me just say how excited I am to be here with you because I have one of my favorite people on the planet, Morgan Garza, with me today. And Morgan's been in my life for the past five years. She was with me when I heard the call to move to Joshua Tree and has just been the definition of loyalty. And so I'm so excited to bring her back the second time she's been here on the Sovereign Society podcast, but with fresh new energy and a deeper level of self-awareness. And this episode is going to be super potent. So right now I'm currently taking a break, integrating after launching Alchemize Your Systems for the first time and really supporting those who decided to take the leap to build a brand, their brand like a pro and to really create smarter instead of harder. So alongside that, I'm in the process of finishing the edit of my book and just really honing in onto the medicine and the content I'm going to be sharing with you in Q2. So I'm I'm really grateful for the times and for what's going on and just really making the most of this Pisces season to organize. And a big thing that, you know, we've really talked about in this episode is how this industry is evolving and how we can remember and hone in on what's actually important. So we're talking a lot about, you know, spiritual burnout and the rise of celebrityism inside. I don't even know if that's a word, but how spiritual teachers have become the new form of celebrity. And really the thing that's been brushed upon, especially as people reach higher and higher levels of wealth, but we still need to really integrate and embody and embrace is the shadow aspects of life, right? It's not all good vibes only and love and light. Um, we have to transcend that in order to really reach sovereign embodiment. And so we talked a lot about the importance of shadow identity and from that space, how you can begin to work with your shadow and embrace it so that you can come into wholeness, which I think is such an important aspect we need to talk about. And Morgan's been very open lately and it's been really beautiful to watch on her journey with psychedelic therapy. And that's been really helping her with her shadow work and, such a beautiful time. And I think a lot, even just with Pisces season being so emotional and that deep, mutable feminine sign, water sign. Ah, wow. Like it's inevitable to have to face those pieces if you want to continue to accelerate. And I know Morgan and I are really passionate about sharing that and reminding people of that. So we're talking a lot about that and how psychedelic therapy has been that driving force for her. I don't know. It's been for me as well. And as I'm editing the book and talking about that part of it. It's just so perfect that this episode's coming out right here and right now. 
I think it's also important, and we both agree that we talk about, you know, mental health and PTSD and how we can start to really embrace that sacred rage and and heal from that space. And so we're talking deeper about that as well as the importance of transcending the guru complex and the cult conditioning that's really happening in the spiritual community because there's not enough people talking about it. Definitely those uh, communities and those teachings prey on those who are the most vulnerable, who are the most wounded and the most insecure. And it's been a lot of uh, what I've worked through. So I'm just really grateful that Morgan is feeling what I'm feeling and we got to share that with you and recognize those patterns and really set those boundaries so that we can pave our true path um, to business, to success, to ourselves. Um, that's just how we can be of service. And so right now she's launched her new program and it's all about uh, ritualizing your business. And I think it's time that we start to embrace the energy of our businesses as an entity itself and cultivate the time of knowing ourselves and knowing the energy of our business and how we can really set forth finding that duality within us, the polarities, embracing it and creating something that's unique to our own. So she just published her first book, Soul Magic, which is all about ancient wisdom for the modern mystics. And again, she's launching this program right now about ritualizing your business. But, you know, she's really here to help people become their own guru. And we really talk about this. And so it's time for us to really step into our power and to share our business from that space. So I'm really excited for you to dive in and to listen more Make sure you take a screenshot and tag us, tag Morgan at M-O-G-A-R-Z, tag me at Sabrina Riccio, and tag me at the Sovereign Society podcast as well. And if you've left a review on iTunes, it really helps us. And I just want to say thank you, just taking a couple minutes. This is a free service that I've been sharing with you guys now for almost five years. So just taking that little bit of time to leave a review means the world. So if you listen on iTunes, just leave a review, let us know what you think, and let's dive in deeper about really transcending the love and light and into sovereign embodiment. Enjoy. All right. I'm so, so, so excited to have my boo thing, Morgan, here. This is not the first time Morgan's been part of the Sovereign Society podcast, but now she's paving her own path. And she's one of my, like, go-to people I I call on, I celebrate with, I I share what I'm seeing. And then she's like, bitch, I'm seeing it too. So Morgan is one of my soul squad members. And to have her, I was like, dude, we need to get you back on the podcast. Like now that you're solo and you're doing your own thing. So um, I've been spending a lot more time with Morgan in the last month or so, which has been really lovely. And we're seeing a lot of similarities that's happening in the industry. Um, and it's been quite the journey, to say the least, of what's unfolding. Uh, but I know, like, it's coming up or what's happening in the industry of a lot of uh, people chasing the vanities of numbers, whether it be followers, whether it be money, whether it be fame. Um, and I've kind of lost sight of the... Um, humbleness and the selfless service and the integrity that comes um, when you're choosing, especially as a spiritual leader, right? Um, I think there's been 
just a huge wave of uh, spiritual teachers as the new celebrity. And I don't know, growing up around celebrities myself, um, I never saw like I always saw them as like a lack of hierarchy, even though it was very uh, transparent of like what was going on. And now I feel like there's a new level of hierarchy happening in the spiritual community. Um, so that's I was not expecting to start off this conversation with that, but that's really what's been coming through. So uh, thanks, Morgan, for being one of the integrous ones that uh, are humble and are truly showing up as a as a selfless servant uh, to humanity and to the greater mission. Yes, girl. Thank you for having me back. There has been a lot of changes since we recorded the first time, but yeah, I feel you on that. And it's, it's an interesting observation standpoint to watch this be happening and watch the, um, the celebrity status of just normal people (laughs) who are, who are doing what they're calling their own work. And I think that's great. I mean, there's a lot that is coming out of this that is good. And like we were saying, it's a lot of what we're understanding not to do, um, by, by observing what's happening and we're just like, yeah, okay, cool. Great. Get your bag, you know, do your thing, pave your own path. But it's beautiful for people who are actually watching this and witnessing it to just be like, yeah, no, like that's not only not for me, but it's not something that I'm going to support or subscribe to anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's not like we have to go around being whistleblowers for people, but I think it's important to, go towards something that is, is more full of integrity and a deeper level of sharing and, and selling things. And, you know, we're all selling something. We all have something to sell. We all have something to do. We have something to share, but, um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to see what feels so misaligned and to make a very conscious effort to not do that, repeat it, and continue this pattern in the industry. Yeah. Spirituality is an industry. (laughs) 100%. It's interesting, too, with it all, because with that awareness, there is this um, ability to, you know, like... I think a lot of that has to do with like the love and light path, you know? Um, And in a way there are shadows and darkness to this too. Like maybe there's people who still have a lot of unprocessed trauma around like being seen or um, also like maybe they didn't have that kind of attention growing up and now they are. Um, I know for a while, I remember there was moments where I was in that situation. And I think it's also important for us to have like, that radical responsibility to speak up and to own up where we, you know, we are human, um, but to, to speak up on if we were in that path once. And I mean, there's definitely times I remember where I got like really yucky and I like kind of drink that Kool-Aid. Um, but what really helped me like get grounded was working with psychedelics And um, really not only using psychedelics as a medicine and as a journey to like connect with my inner child and give her what she was needing and what she was yearning for, um, especially if like you didn't have a lot of that attention growing up and then you do now, it's important to also remember your humble beginnings. Um, And I think that's something that we need to really um, 
remember if we yeah. are to be leadership in leadership, because everyone is in different paths, you know? And like you said, I really appreciate you saying like, we don't need to be whistleblowers because that, that's huge. Um, and it's also important to recognize like, with these patterns, what not to do. Um, so there are shadows, you know, just as much as this is such a huge, like light community where everyone's tapping into their white light and like shining brighter and all these pieces. Yes. And there's also the shadows that, that come through so that light can shine brighter. Um, so I think it's important to embrace the fact that, um, if you are on this light path, like the bigger, the light, the bigger, the shadow as well, in that sense of what you've had to work through, um, and to find that duality and the polarity of it all. Yeah. Well, and this is a both and conversation and scenario and lifestyle. This isn't your only love and light or your only dark and shadows. And that's what I'm doing with love, light and black holes and just really bringing, acceptance to being okay with your darkness, with sharing it, with honoring it, with going there, with doing the practices that are going to be so beneficial to the darkness and not pretending like everything is love and light. And there's so many spiritual leaders out there who exclusively talk about the light. And it's like one of the main things that I took away, there were a thousand lessons from my psilocybin therapy experience, but one of the main things was the light doesn't need work. We don't mm. need to work on the light. The light is lit. It's good. It's doing its own thing. There's rainbows and unicorns and, you know, all of these things happening in the light. What we need to work on and what we're going to get the most from is honoring the darkness, working on the darkness, going towards it and not making ourselves feel ashamed of what we find there or of who we actually are, because that's a whole half of us. I mean, like an entire half of us is dark. It's not just little bits and pockets here and there. And to deny ourselves of that entire half of our being, of our human experience is, is a really quick way to become spiritually burnout, become disconnected from your integrity and authenticity and to really kind of mimic what's going on around you and what you see in the industry. Cause you think, oh yeah, I want to be all love and light. I want to do these things. And I don't want to have to deal with my darkness because it is work. And I'm so sick, honestly, of hearing people say, you need to do the work. Like <laughs> these phrases just get used and used and used. And then they start losing meaning. And then people start like disconnecting from the power of what is actually being said, but like working on yourself is hard work. It takes devotion. It takes dedication and it takes a true open mind and like the mind of the student and the beginner and just compassion. But so many people don't want to do that. So it's so much easier to just bypass. live in the light, ignore, yeah, bypass, spiritually bypass everything, live in the light, ignore the dark, and then just become half of a human. And it's going to catch up to you. Like <laughs> it's going to yeah. catch up, whatever that looks like. And whenever that is, it's going to come out. So might as well just deal with it now. Yeah, man. <laughs> Because if not, it's going to bite you in the ass so much harder. Yeah. And you're going to hurt people. You're going to hurt yourself. Like these things have to come out of us. So however that looks and whatever that ends up being like is going to be individual. But what I've learned so much from, from psychedelics, from psilocybin specifically, um, is that like, it's all just love anyways. Like everything that we 
are is love, but we get so caught up in fear. We get so afraid of the truth and we get so afraid to actually go towards something that really requires us to be brutally honest with ourselves. And then it just ends up being this shit show. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the motherfucking truth? <laughs> it's, I mean, I've definitely have been there. Because I was taught or believed like, oh, I have to be love and light. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing the work. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had like um, me being love and light is like the marker that I've been doing the work. Right. Right. And you uh, get the love and light. That's yeah. like your, your, you know, that's the reward. goal. Yeah, yeah. That's the goal you want to reach. You want to reach that your love and light. But I think, again, with that embracing your shadow, that brings back the humbleness as well, mm-hmm. um, because not everyone is like high vibe all the time. And I think that's part yeah. of the toxic spirituality. Um, yeah. There are lows that happen, but with those lows, you find your strength, you find your compassion, you find um, like what's actually important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I started my first company in the spiritual industry, I was enamored with love and light. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone had it. Everyone was doing it. It was oh, this it was the like, bud word, a buzzword for sure. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a buzzword, and everyone's like, "Ooh, love and light." And I was like, "Oh my god, I love that!" Like, how beautiful. Everyone's just living in this like sacred space of total acceptance and and love. Let's just say if you, didn't, like, if you didn't, if you didn't end, if you didn't end your uh, signature on your emails with love and light, you weren't doing it right. Yeah, like, exactly, <laughs> dude. And then I I started like discovering what shadow work actually was. And I was like, oh, damn, like that sounds scary. I don't want to look at myself. I don't want to like admit that there are these things about myself that I have to accept and bring outward. Like they're just hiding within me. And then, I mean, mushrooms are just the fucking jam. And you just see all these things and it's so objective. And I was able to... I guess the best word would be is, is confront and meet these parts of myself that, that I had been conveniently hiding from for so, 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 so long. And then I'm like, okay, this is not actually scary. Now that I'm here, now that I'm facing you, now that I'm seeing your pain and understanding that I gave you this personality, I gave you this archetype, I gave you all of this because you are me. And I'm talking to my shadow here. Then I was like, girl, I see you. Like, this isn't scary at all. I understand exactly your mm-hmm. why. And what and, all, and what they, she needed was love, right? Yes. And yeah. to be seen and to mm-hmm. be accepted and to be invited to the table and to not be shoved in the closet and be like, yep. don't look over there. Like the shadow's hiding. Well, it's a fun fact. Here's a fun fact, y'all. The first time I actually ever met Morgan in person was in Joshua Tree and it was before I was living here. And we decided to go camping and we mm-hmm. like ate mushrooms and mm-hmm. we saw like a UFO. Remember that? Yes, I do. And it's like, it wasn't because we were tripping. Like we really saw it. Like no, it was really. just like going so slow. We're like, oh my God, that's not a shooting star. Uh-uh. And at that moment I knew like, oh, I'm, I'm to move to Joshua Tree. Like yeah. that's where I knew I was like, oh, because I was like so in limbo. I was still living. I moved back in with my parents like still enamored in the love and light and the infiltration of false light. And something was like, oh, you got to move back to Joshua Tree. So like, I think it was around this time almost like in March. March. Yeah. 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 And we, 
Uh, I, and then like I started looking at houses in April and moved in in July. Um, but with that experience, psilocybin helped me understand that like if I was going to really reach and embody sovereign embodiment, mm-hmm. um, I was going to have to continue to work through the shadows. So I was brought back to a place that to do my Saturn return um, to that was like my childhood home is literally the midway point between my house and my parents' house. So it's like I'm looking above my childhood mm-hmm. um, where I'm because I'm in higher elevation um, of doing that that deeper work that I can start to recognize my shadow and like come from that light and recognize my shadow down there. And while I feel like my time here is coming to completion, um, even though I did that mushroom journey like four years ago, it's still working through me to identify my shadow and to embrace Uh my shadow. Um, So I love how you've been sharing that um, psychedelic therapy has really helped identify your shadow and yeah, so the importance of that. It's so cool. It was so cool. Like I was in ceremony very recently and I was like, I'm picturing my shadow as this dark, sludgy, heavy, sticky, dense substance. It was a substance. And I was like, what is happening here? Like, how do I see myself in this. And my therapist was like, well, what's underneath all of this substance? And I just saw like my little girl, my knees were up to my chest like this, you know, just in absolute protection mode, like self-protection, self-love, just scared, such so, 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 so scared. And then I was like, girl, like, what are you doing down here? And my shadow was like, no one wants me. (laughs) Like, I don't know where else to go. And I was like, oh, honey, like Mihita, come here. Let's just talk about it. Let me like, give you, I gave her this entire archetype. She has like a bone necklace on, she lives in the jungle and she has like, you know, streaks of mud here. Her hair's all wild. She has these shoulder pads that are spikes, kind of like a Sonic the Hedgehog. She's just like this spiky protected. She has a spear. And I like, once I identified her and gave her this, this like sacred, gown, basically like clothing. She was like, Ooh, this feels so good. And then I understood her so much better because I could see her. It was tangible. It wasn't just this like vast darkness that you can't really comprehend. And there's no like quantifiable piece of it. It's just like expansive. So when I distilled all of that sludge down into this little human and gave her this like rad fucking (laughs) warrior outfit, she was like, oh, this feels good. And then I was like, girl, I understand you completely now. She's a wild child. She's a wild child. The wild one. That's what I was calling her in my head, the wild one. And once I did that, everything distilled down. All of this confusion about my shadow, about my pain, about my trauma, about my childhood, about everything that's ever happened to me was in this sludge. And now it's in this little human who looks like a fucking badass and who I'm so proud Hell of. Yeah. Hell yeah. I am Embrace so that. proud of my yeah. shadow and everything that she's gone through and everything that she's endured and everything that she's made me become or helped me become. And once I realized this, it was freedom. It was acceptance. Mm. It was like dis, like all fear dissolved. And it was just this absolute 
love. And like, I set a place at my table for her. She came and sat down. We all had like all of the people inside. of me. <laughs> we all had this beautiful like conversation. She was like, I've always just wanted to be invited mm. and that's it. And I was like, shit girl. Well then like standing invite for the rest of time. I want you here. I want you here. I want you here. And so many people, and I have talked about this a lot too, is like turning shadows into light. But what I realized is like, maybe that's not what is best. Maybe we just need to accept that the shadow is there and let it live and Mm -hmm. give it permission to be and not try to change it. Yes. I, so I'm, you were just saying what was in my head. Um, I recently heard, I was like on a live that if you love something, let it be. Yeah. And so instead of trying to continue to like, you know, we have to start, we have to start loving our shadows. Otherwise it has like power over us. Right. And, you know, it's still parts of who we are again. Cause I think to continue to come back to it or to not even come back to it, but to recognize it, that's where we can start. I mean, there is, there's still duality and polarity, right? We have light and dark, masculine, feminine within each of us. And um, I like it, like for instance, there's no accident why the feminine is also, is often like represents the dark um, Mm -hmm. because there's more of that compassion, right? Like when you see darkness in the world, of course there can be anger, but there can be like a sacred rage to that. Um, that inspires you and, and empowers you to do something about it. But deeper than that, it's it's a level of um, compassion and empathy. And I think that's what we need to embrace more of. Yeah. Um, and I think it's okay. You know, we've come, we've now we're in a society of social media, which is still like relatively new, even though it feels exhausting and like outplayed. But when we look to like the overall evolution of humanity, we're having to learn how to adapt to these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important, you know, if you are um, a spiritual teacher at that specifically, um, that it's okay to share, you know, yes, it's important to inspire and to um, help your clients like go to the next level and show them what's possible. But it's also important to let them know that they're seen just like you would like you're the wounded child within or just like you would, um, you know, just the that that shadow. Um, It's seen and it's honored and it's recognized. Um, And with that, we just have to continue to to practice that discernment and to really um, share it with love, you know, and. That's what I'm calling in and I'm craving to see more in this industry is like the integrity of, you know, remembering where you came from and uh, honoring the humble beginnings. Yeah. Um, That's something that like, like I said, like earlier, what not to do, like I've seen what not to do. And of course, like celebrate your wins, go for it. Oh, yeah. um, but also it's important to let people know that may not be like where you are specifically on their journey, that it's okay with where you are. Like mm-hmm. I live by the mantra, honor the journey, trust the process. And the truth is, is that your lessons are your legacy, right? Like what yeah. you've learned um, through those challenges, through those failures, through those moments of defeat, those moments of what you, when you wanted to give up, when you were at your low, how you got through it 
and to the other side, that's how we're here to really be of service and to share from that uh, the storytelling, because I think that's a huge part of uh, what this modern society has been missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that so much of our ancient, you know, our ancestors and the ancient cultures would sit around the fire and and share and in their integration um, of their stories of their journeys. And so that's what I'm really praying for more of um, in our industry, so that we can remember what it is to be human. Yeah. Well, there's so many lessons in rage. Like mm-hmm. everybody thinks that they have to be happy all the time, that they can't be mad, that they can't let this out. And I lived by that idea for so long. I, I seriously thought that it was better to never be mad, to be a people pleaser and to never release this rage that was within me. And I just had this cloak on of like, I'm super chill. Like I'm high all the time. Like nothing bothers me all love and light, good vibes only. But as I've good gotten vibes older, only. <laughs> yeah, as I've gotten older and as I've been like super fucking angry about some shit, I realized that letting that out is so important. And I asked my clients two questions. How do you release your rage? And are you masturbating? And I think they're perplexed by both and like, oh shit, like how do I release my rage? And like, no, I'm not masturbating. And I'm like, honey, let's do it. Like tomorrow I am going to a place called smash it. It's like a break room. You get like, Oh my God. I've always wanted to do one of those. Oh, it is going down. So things like that, that you're just like unapologetic about. And like, you have to get this out of your body. The body stores so much. Sure. The mind also does. We have memories. We have all of these things, emotions, and they all come from, all of these places, but this is also stored in the body and traditional Chinese medicine has taught us for thousands of years that the physical manifestation of disease is from things that we don't release. And so Mm -hmm. having this rage within us for so, so long in this darkness that we just ignore, it will turn into something and that something could be life-threatening. So It's best to get it out now. It's best to say, I'm mad or like, just speak your fucking truth and stop trying to pussyfoot around and save everybody else's emotions in lieu of your own. I mean, I'm just like, I'm over it. I'm not here for it. I don't have the energy, honestly, to pretend like everything's okay when it's not. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not okay. And I'm not going to answer a plain, like, how are you? Good. I'm not. Well, I think that's been part of the toxicity in the community is when you have those feelings, where do you go to without feeling shame, right? Because so much of the uh, complex of love and light, good vibes only, uh, you got to be like on this like image of your brand Uh of like looking, you know, like (laughs) whatever, Um, when you have those moments, where can people go that like, you know, like without feeling ashamed, like when you're in those moments, that's why I think the humbleness, that's where I think the humbleness really comes through, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you can be humble to that. And of course, like knowing the boundary, of course, of like, I can't take this on all the time, but with that humbleness, um, you know, maybe directing people to the places that they need to go, um, or even sharing those, the highs and the lows, I think is really beneficial um, because they're inevitable. Yeah. 
Well, and it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen to everybody. And when we're only talking about love and light and all of our, you know, squares on our Instagram are all about like our highlight reel and all of these beautiful things that are happening to us and all of our wins, but we fail to talk about or neglect really to talk about the bad things that happen or the bad feelings we have, or like the, the setbacks or whatever it may be, the stress that night that you couldn't sleep because you're in so much anxiety about something like yeah, talking about that, just talking about it is so healing. And for so long, I denied my experience in India. I survived a terrorist attack in 2008. I got Reiki after, after a lot of other things that I tried to get back to myself. And then I was like, you know what? I'm good. Like I was 22. I was like, I don't want to deal with this right now, but like denying that for so long made it grow. And then at the 10 year anniversary, I lost my shit. And I was like, wow, (laughs) I have done zero work on this and I have done nothing to help myself. And I've been pretending like everything's okay. And then I started talking about it. And when my book was released, I was on a bunch of podcasts for interviews and stuff. And they would ask me when my spiritual journey started. And I was like, fuck, I guess we're going there. And I guess I have to talk about India. Mm. And now that I have for the past year or like eight months, whatever, it's been so freedom. It's given me so much permission to admit that I'm not okay about it still, that hearing loud noises still makes me cringe and my entire body goes into a trauma response. And I feel like I'm not safe at all. And just acknowledging that in itself has been so healing. And then doing therapy with psilocybin to address that even more has been amazing. And it's like, I got to this place where I was, I was like, (laughs) how in the fuck have I let myself get away with this for so long? Yeah. I think there's something to be said about embracing your PTSD. Yeah. Um, and also, um, creating an outlet to express it. Cause trust me, that's what my book is all about. And I've had so much resistance in editing it because I'm like having to like, not necessarily open up those wounds again, but like revisit it. I'm like, mm-hmm. whew, you know? And so I know for me, um, my intention is to disconnect, um, really the rest of Pisces season so I can finish editing it. And, uh, so that when spring comes with the airy season, like I, that with that sun shining, like, yeah, it's done and it's processed. But again, I'm, I'm just really grateful. We're living in a time where mental health is being talked about. Um, because we grew up with a lot of shame. Like I know I was the first in my family to go to therapy. I mean, shit, if I lived in Denver, I'd be doing psychedelic therapy too. Like I'm so (laughs) jealous of you, but I do it in my own way. But of course it it supports when you have that therapist and like- The facilitator is huge. Yeah, all I know is like, you know, like I have a whole chapter in my book about, um, well, a whole section I should say, um, when I had my difficult LSD trip and the PTSD there, but I, I talked about the importance of set and setting. Like I have like a whole yeah. like grayed out area, like, all right, let's talk about set and setting. Because again, I think when we have these experiences, we need to also teach from what we've learned. Um, yeah. And what's been really great is that I'm just really grateful that there's been spaces like Clubhouse that I've been really connecting with people that I feel safe to share like what I saw during that time 
between that difficult LSD trip and when I got struck by lightning and even after and recognizing uh, the infiltrations that came through or were trying to come through because they were attacking me at my most vulnerable space. Um, And so I think when we continue to bypass it, that's where we give like the door open to these darker entities that know like your weak spots and that's where they'll like, it's like putting your finger in that open wound, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what well, they and do. And you're just open, like you're in pain. So you're like raw. Yeah. And that's what really like was a lot of my early spiritual journey when I first came on. And then I got infiltrated by a lot of this false light and these teachings that huh. um, kept me in consciousness traps and loops. But again, so, you know, this is me sharing my story, embracing that. And I think one of the more healing pieces um, of processing this is through writing, you know, and um, giving yourself a space, a safe space to have an outlet. Maybe it is through like smashing a whole bunch of shit in a room. Maybe, (laughs) maybe it is by like writing a book. Maybe it is by like creating a whole podcast, like speaking about it, um, talking about it. But I think if we're going to really accelerate and ascend as a humanity and as a collective, we need to embrace this shadow and we need to not have shame around it um, and be able to be in containers and spaces that it feels safe for us to express it, where we actually feel seen and where we feel heard and where we feel honored and That's what I'm praying to see more of in the spiritual community, Um, especially more with like these higher earning um, coaches and mentors as well. Um, I really pray that still that is not just like bypass of like or just like a little Oh, like let's like brush over because as you continue to accelerate to higher levels as well. Like you weren't expecting that story to arise, but it did. And it Um, had to. And it had to. And so that's the thing is you continue to accelerate. You're going to be faced with things that you were probably, you probably unconsciously bypassed and and like put on the back burner or you're consciously, spiritually bypassing. Super consciously bypassed all of that (laughs) shit for a decade. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, because you're like, (laughs) I don't have time for this. This is not looking great. Well, and I was like, I'm good. Like I told myself the story that I was good. I got Reiki once. I felt like myself the next morning. And then I was like, done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That but happened to me. I was 22. Me. Like you don't know shit at 22. You think you know Ooh. everything, but you don't know anything. Wait till you hear my, wait, wait till you read my book where I talk all about that. Like I literally thought like after I had that difficult LSD trip, um, and my best friend came through on that LSD trip, it was like the 10 year anniversary of her death and, or the five year anniversary of her death. And she came through and I was seeing a lot of the infiltration happening in the music industry as well. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm great. I'm ready to go. And I was like, bitch, you have a lot of like, I mean, there's still work to do, right? Like there's There's never not going to be work to do. There's never not going to be, there's never going to be a time where you're on your mountaintop and you're like, ah, maybe not even at death. Maybe you come back with the same lessons to learn because you didn't address them. Like we have to normalize not ever being on the mountaintop and continuously being on this journey that is going to fuel us so much more than, than the arrival of having everything figured out because you don't have everything figured out and nobody does. And if anybody does tell you that they have everything figured out, 
fucking run because let's, say, let's just say like, it's miley cyrus no the climb i'm just hearing miley cyrus the climb <laughs> <laughs> it's the journey but it's that's it and that's the, the other what you just said is so important that i think we need to talk about um because this has been a huge issue i've seen especially as a kundalini yoga as a kundalini yogi um is that there's like a guru complex be that, the guru. Be your own yeah. fucking guru. Like you are the guru, you are the guru you've been waiting for. Yeah. Otherwise, you're continuously giving your power away, Extra, and you're not like you're, in your sovereign embodiment. Yeah, and you might as well be like subscribing to a religion with the kind of externalization of power that happens with a guru. Well, there's unfortunately a lot of the spirituality, like spirituality in itself, has become like in a religion in a way of like a cult. Yeah there's a cult mindset to it of like, mm-hmm. oh, if I'm not doing this right, then like, I'm going to be off track. Like, oh my God, I didn't meditate today. Like mm-hmm. I'm setting myself up for disaster. And that, where's the liberation in that? Where's the sovereignty in that? And where's um, the individuality to do whatever is best for you rather than some subscription that some dude that you've never, or woman, whoever that you've never met, who doesn't know you in your personal journey is like, this is the way to enlightenment. Yeah. But like there's no one size blanket for everything. You can't just tell everybody to do one thing. And like, it's like with veganism, it's with spirituality, it's with everything. People say you have to do this in order to be that. But it's like, if that doesn't work for me, then I'm truly just harming myself. I'm taking myself away from my own sovereignty and power and understanding of my own needs, giving that power to someone else to tell me that they know what's best for me and stepping into this space of further confusion and just like fuckery. And then you get in, like you were saying, especially with, um, uh, Course in Miracles, like you get stuck in these, loops and cycles that you're you're always going to be dependent upon this resource whether it be a person or a book or a or a meditation series like whatever the fuck ever it's just like i'm just gonna be a rule breaker always yeah that one uh that was the one that like probably the most painful yeah um yeah marianne williamson told me personally when i was at my rock bottom like to return to love and then dive into A Course in Miracles. And I did. And I remember like I saw like an owl outside. I was at like the Center for Spiritual Living. I was at my rock bottom. I was still living in San Diego, but knew I needed to move back home. And I started A Course in Miracles and I was a devotee. Well, like the epitome of a devotee, like (sighs) brought that book everywhere with me. Every day, jumped into the lesson of the day. I read that book twice, cover yeah. to cover, and it's like a 1,700-page book. I mean, it's like it offered you something. It helped you get to where you are now, but it's that, yeah. it's that but it was it was, it was a loop to it. Yeah, yeah, but it's like you don't question it because it is the way, right? It's right. the way. So you don't ever question. You don't, like, you're not encouraged to think for yourself. You're just encouraged to follow direction. And that's good. It works for a time. It helps you get out of something that may have been painful or traumatic or holding you back. But there's also an expiration date and you graduate and you go to the next thing and you can't always be in middle school or in high school or in college. Like there has to be a time where you're like, got it. 
like got the lesson, Mm -hmm. got the degree, got the certification, got what I needed. And now it's time for me to go somewhere different. And move forward. Yeah. And move forward and honor, Mm -hmm. like, thank you for what you gave me, but also like, I want to to do this on my own and not that we're never going to need help. And like, I don't seek help ever. Like I seek help all the time. I'm in therapy right now, but it's just this idea of dependency that we can't do it on our own and that we're always going to need something. But it's like, like, it's like your car mechanic. And they're like, I hope I never see you again because this problem is fixed. Like the idea isn't to always go in to get your car fixed for this one problem. It's like, it's fixed. I hope I never see you. This should work for the rest of time rather than this dependency and and having coaches and leaders and whatever be like, you're going to need me forever. So here's our like $50,000 package of working together. And I'm like, bitch, please. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, and that's what we have to remember. That was a really beautiful share Morgan, because, uh, you're, that is a way that you're constantly giving your power. And I did that to a book um, that was written by two people, <laughs> two, uh, two philosophers who are part of the MK Ultra mind control experiment that was using um, LSD to manipulate a mind control. So, of course, I was already in that mindset. Mm-hmm. I talk all about it in uh, my upcoming book, Alignment is a True Hustle, but uh, <laughs> it was, but even being able to say that out loud now, I was fucking terrified. Yeah to speak up about it for a long time because I was still operating from my trauma. Um, And that was the thing. Like I kept putting it to the side because it wasn't love and light and that caused more toxicity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've had to learn just to pave my own path and to, like you said, take what resonates, release the rest and infuse that into my work and my business because now I've had to deprogram myself essentially from everything I was taught about business and start to take what resonated, release the rest and pave my own path. You know, I had a client that's in um, Alchemize Your Systems that when we haven't even started, she's already realizing like, holy shit, I was always trying to like be like so-and-so or be like them when I realized I it wasn't working out because I just need to be like me. Right. Like I just need, that's the thing. We need to just be like ourselves. So with what we've learned through the various journeys, the teachings, the certifications, the programs, the courses, the experiences, how can you start to uh, quiet the noise, slow down, go within and pave your own path, which is why I think social media sabbaticals and taking time away and like, or just like regular boundaries. Like you don't even have to like leave social media for a month, just like have boundaries around it and set times. Like I have an iPhone, so it allows you to set certain time limits on apps. And so I have a time limit on Instagram. Do you follow it? Sometimes. I don't. (laughs) There are some days when I'm like doing shit or like I've just done an hour long Instagram live or like recorded something or been doing something that like, then I'm like, okay, I haven't actually spent this much time like scrolling. Yeah. But there are times when I'm not in my power and I'm not standing in like my boundary zone that I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, ignore time limit. But for the most part, I don't even hit it. Like my notification rarely even pops up. And so just recognizing these, these patterns in yourself and like being okay with that and admitting it rather than just 
brushing it off to the side and again, like always bypassing. But I think what, and I mean, just coming back to psychedelics, like I think what psychedelics do is like, it shows you that there's a whole different world out of this little tiny bubble that we live in and that we've created. And it's like, I just think about it being like in high school Mm. and something happens, someone breaks up with you, some friend is mad at you, the prom is coming up, like all of this shit. You think it's your entire world. You think that this bubble is like everything. And your parents are like, how ridiculous. You're really this upset about something. But it's like, yes, like that is, that is valid. But it's also important to to have a different perspective and to travel and to go within the mind and to explore your inner and outer world so that you realize that this isn't everything. What you see on social media is a fraction of what's actually happening in the world and in these people's lives who we're following. So it's like, we have to zoom out. We have to go within and we have to realize that this is just all bullshit. Like we're sure we're playing the game and like the majority of my business is from social media, but at the same time, like- And your friendship. And my, yeah. Yeah, how many people have I met through social media? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like I love- We met, we met through social media. I was just doing the math in my head. I was like, I've been friends with Morgan for like five years now. Longer than that. Like, cause we were chatting before. because it was before, yeah. Yeah, we've yep. been friends for like five years now. And, and I just slid into your DMs. I know. Hey, babe. <laughs> but I swiped like, left. We get so caught up and there's so much good that comes from social media, but it has to be with boundaries. It has to be seen for what it is and not put all of our eggs in this basket and think that this is the real world. Like, like do some drugs, <laughs> change your perspective and realize your worth outside of of these applications, well, Clubhouse included. Yeah, totally. I mean, for me, psychedelics saved my life. And I know down the line, even when I have like buku bucks, uh, my intention <laughs> is to continue to give back to psychedelic research and therapy. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I, I just, it makes me so happy to see that it's supporting you because that's like my passion for it. And in my book, it's a lot about psychedelics in there because I've had life-changing experiences with ayahuasca and peyote and psilocybin and sassafras and cannabis and LSD and MDMA. Like I talk about all of it because I don't want to hold back on what helped me Mm -hmm. become who I am today and heal. And also talk about the shadow of it, of how I became addicted to MDMA and pieces like that as well. But we've got to talk about it. And, you know, just like, just like, when we work with these uh, these medicines, because I see them more as medicines than drugs, if you have it with the right intention, right. Um, we create a ceremony with that. And there's, I like to say ceremony um, more than like a ritual, but we create these ceremonies in these intentional spaces mm-hmm. um, that why we're diving in, do we have the support? Um, how can we, you know, make sure that we're in a safe container, that the setting is, is set right? Um, and that we feel held. Um, so I'm like, I love that a huge piece of what you're doing now is, you know, embracing that witchy side of you as well. And now you're helping people understand what it means to really ritualize your business in that sense mm-hmm. as well. Um, because just like a plant ceremony, a plant medicine ceremony, 
Um, your business needs to have the proper set and setting as yeah. well. I mean, that's why I created Alchemize Your Systems is because I want people to have a really safe set and setting to unleash their medicine. Mm-hmm. And so I know you're, you've been really creating and focusing on uh, your new program, Ritualize Your Business. So I would love to hear more about that and the driving force behind that as well. I think the driving force was I just got to this point where I was so, when I was like, before I started my first company, I was working for other people. There was no ritual. I was doing what I was told. I was, you know, writing copy, making marketing plans and strategies and doing all of this stuff that was outside of my spirituality. And when I started my first company, which was innately spiritual, I realized that like these can intersect. And in fact, it's so much better when they do. And once I gave myself permission to not have to feel like I had to work the nine to five and to flow with my energy and to be okay working like from 10 to midnight real hard or like from six to midnight, I realized that there was so much freedom and so much potential in doing things that are best for you and ritualizing your business because your business is an extension of you. It's what you're here to share. It's what you're here to do. And like the personal development that we apply to ourselves is exactly the personal development that we need to apply to our businesses and see things like doing shadow work in business, for example, is the first section or the first whatever step in ritualize your business because we have to start there. We have to look at what's not working. We have to give ourselves permission to be like, I'm done doing this. I'm done sending these emails. I'm done putting this pressure on myself thinking that I have to do all of this stuff. And like systems are definitely part of that. If you're not even looking at your systems or not aware of them, that's a huge shadow aspect to move into. And then just like planning things by the moon and flowing with the seasons and living within these cyclical events and flowing with my menstrual cycle. And like this past week I was recording all week because I'm ovulating and I scheduled that intentionally. And next week when I'm menstruating, I've blocked three days off of my schedule, no clients, no obligations, nothing, because I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm not fucking working while I'm bleeding because I don't want to. I don't want to push myself into this masculine performance idea that I have to always be hustling when I'm like on the floor in cramps or just like space cadet head, you know? I mean, it's not even like I'm in pain all the time, but it's like, I just have- You want to do you. Yeah. I've chosen to not push myself through this incredibly vulnerable and raw time to perform or to be creative or to help others do something Mm -hmm. like with my clients. Like I can't be here for you. I just need to conserve all my energy to be here for me. And then of course, my favorite part of ritualize your business is sex magic and really getting in tune with your pleasure and your arousal and what makes you feel good. And then like manifesting and sales goals become easier. Attracting clients becomes easier. Getting opportunities just becomes effortless. And it's this entire like, embodiment that everything in business can be ritualized. And it doesn't even matter if your business isn't spiritual. It's just applying this intention and this devotion to expressing yourself through your business in these ways that are connected to your inner and outer worlds. Hell yeah. I mean, that's how we can like start to really run our business smarter too. Um, that's, that's why, like when I created Alchemizer Systems, it was important to help people with the groundwork. Cause like you said, like 
if there's so much of that work, 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 go, 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 or if there's an avoidance mm-hmm. of like the develop of the foundation setting, yeah. then to me, it's, it, it's parallel to within yourself. Where do you have, um, areas of your own inner divine masculine that you've been avoiding, right. um, you know, or bypassing and pieces like that, where's that safety and that structure, um, and those yeah. pieces like that. And I think we need to recognize that. So that creative expression of who we are and that feminine essence of us mm-hmm. can flow freely and make an impact and be humble mm-hmm. and um, intentional and just uh, really connecting. And the masculine is so important. We, everyone is like, fuck patriarchy, fuck masculinity. I know, I know. And it's like, no, like, yes, but also like, no, like we need Well, then both. we just, we, we swing the pendulum both. too right. far to the other side. And that's something that I noticed and why I created Alchemizer Systems was like, I knew like the spiritual community has gone so goddessy. And I mean, hello, yeah. my podcast was a sovereign goddess podcast. I like, again, I'm taking responsibility <laughs> for that, but it's gotten so strong with like the feminine. And of course it's yeah. beautiful seeing the rise of the feminine, but we can't ignore the men. And that's what ayahuasca told me. My last thing, the first time I ever did ayahuasca, she said to me, the grandmother told me, don't forget the men. Yeah, you can. And that's when I change. And that's when I change from the Sovereign Goddess podcast, the Sovereign Society podcast. Um, That's when I knew I needed to be more inclusive, be open to trans men, non-binary, whatever group of people that want to come through and receive this medicine. Otherwise, I'm not being of full service to humanity. And of course, like, I know there's a lot of women or whatever groups that like to niche down and like talk to their ideal client. And maybe your ideal client is specifically women, but we can't ignore the men because we're also ignoring the male aspects of within ourselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so and those the are the things we need formless. to recognize. The feminine is formless without the structure of the masculine. And that applies to yourself, to your business, to everything. We have to embrace the masculine in all of it and, and recognize that yes, there has been toxic masculinity for (laughs) thousands of years, but that doesn't mean that we eradicate men and only become goddesses and only speak to women and only create things for women. And sure, if that, if your ideal client is specifically a woman, that's great. But like all of these women are rising up and we're becoming more powerful, becoming more hard. We're becoming empowered in business, in life, in the political sphere. Like we are more available than we ever have been. We're more, we're, we're more identified than we ever have been. But at the same time, like who's helping all of these men keep up with these women and all of these men. Cause are then they're not going to be there for you. If that's what you're no. into, like then they're just you're gonna not going to have strong just, men for you. You know, no, they're going to be distilled down to little boys and feel like they're not heard. They're not seen. They're not needed. Yeah. Like and what are I these, 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 these little boys, like, how do you think they feel if they're not feeling and seeing that empowerment or Mm -hmm. that space. I love, I love seeing the rise of like men's group and men feeling comfortable of like expressing emotion and pieces like that. But the, the phrase that always made me cringe was the future is female. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the future to me is all inclusive and that's what we have to remember. Um, and find that inclusivity within ourselves of our own inner masculine, of our own inner feminine, find that inclusive inclusivity within ourselves of our light and our shadow. Right. 
we need to be in sovereign embodiment and to really be in that whole space. It's about transcending the love and light. It's about transcending um, the stigmas and conditions and to just recognize like what deep within, what is your truth where you are embodied? Yeah. Yeah. And what is your truth when you all. are whole? Exactly. It's acceptance of all. And what I said after therapy the other day, I was like, Ooh, I feel like a new person. And I was like, no, I feel like a whole person. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh yes. Like I haven't yes. felt that before. I haven't felt so much acceptance of everything and just being like cool with it. You know, I love that. Well, that was I a mean, huge shift. It's been incredible Morgan to like see your evolution. And I've just been like, seeing like insights, like talking of when we were last on this podcast. Cause it was like one of, it's like one of my most listened to episodes. And, uh, just like, I remember, I just felt like then like your, your voice just kind of felt like held back or silenced mm -hmm. or like brushed aside a bit. And now well, I can, I can see, <laughs> I can see, but I can see now your, you're like truly embodied in who Morgan is. And it's just been like, as a friend, it's just been so beautiful to witness. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so looking forward to seeing how this journey continues to unfold. The more and more you, you step into that sovereign embodiment as you continue to ascend and accelerate and um, really just like, unapologetically be you. So uh, share with us when Ritualize Your Business begins. That will begin. I want to say it's mid-March. Let me look at my, let me look at my calendar. Um, Ritualize Your Business will be available for sign up and it's going to just be an ongoing course available all the time, March 22nd. So once it's released, it's going to be running. So this isn't like a live course that only mm -hmm. happens during these times. It's something that I am putting into my like permanent offerings as long as I feel aligned with it. Um, and that will be available for always. And it's going to include my tap that astro course, which is my seven day EFT and astrology tapping course to align. Such a good name. Damn. Look at that branding. That's so good. Tap that astro. I thought I was hilarious. I thought it was a Dude, that was next level. I live for that shit. That's why I love branding. I love when people get super witty and like, oh, that's like what I live for. Like the old stoner Sabrina would be like, hell yeah, that's such a great idea. But like, yeah. I live for it. Some people were like, some people might not get it or like might be offended. I'm like, then those aren't my people and they shouldn't take my course. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love him, Morgan. Yeah. Well, thank you for going there with me and really just uh, spilling the tea with me yeah. and uh, being you. Morgan honestly is one of like the most loyal people I know. And like I call her when I have something to celebrate. I call her when like I'm challenged, but like. This is someone who she's accomplished so much, like her book, you know, she came out, she wrote a book, Soul Magic, and uh, she's really like, she's my people, right? We're bridging yeah, the gap between the ancient wisdom and mm -hmm. the modern medicine. And mm -hmm. I think that's what modern mysticism is really all about. And I'm like, I'm very optimistic for what's to come as we continue to have more conversations like this, where we can let people know that they're totally safe and have total permission to express what they're feeling and um, to embrace what they're feeling and that they're not, there's not something wrong with them. 
Um, and to also feel okay to ask for that help and support mm-hmm. and reach out if you need to get therapy. Um, you know, if you're feeling stuck, like hire that coach. Yeah. Um, but just knowing that the lone wolf days are over and um, you're not here to be living in that constant suffering. Um, you have the ability to transcend and you have the ability to, from that experience, which you've gotten through the other side to share with the world, your wisdom and your medicine and your story, um, just so that we can, again, bring more humanity and the humanness yeah. back into our communities um, rather than having to meet up a certain image um, that we feel like we need to portray in order to be accepted and seen. So right. I love you, Morgan. Thanks for thanks for being someone who's practicing what you preach. And uh, I love you. You're the best. I love you. Happy to do it. Happy to be here. Thank you for seeing me. And thank you for always supporting me. I love you. And everyone, go check out Ritualize Your Business. Check out Soul Magic. And uh, let us know what you think about this episode. We'd love to connect with you. And uh, just know that better days are ahead and they're here now. (laughs) Yes. The best is yet to come. So just continue to honor what you need. Fill up your cup. Ask for help. And trust this process that we're all in. So we love you. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcasts. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam. Satnam.